This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Also, I should move this and get this big black circle out of front of my face and move that up a little bit. Oh, and now... The radio is so hard, man. And now, of course, when I'm doing my thing and muttering, Drew's like, okay, now... It's perfect timing. Now. Good grief. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I am Kimberly Adams. Thanks to everyone for joining us on the YouTube live stream and on the podcast for Economics on Tap. Today, we are going to be doing the news fix and then play a little half full, half empty. Uh, You will notice there is no artwork or Jasper in my background because I'm actually (laughs) in the LA studios so there will be no Jasper cameos today no cat action behind me Uh, I I know why I didn't recognize it because you're sitting you're sitting in in the in the other spot as opposed to the spot spot yes I'm not because I know how sensitive you get whenever people move your stuff so I I'm on the other side that's like my office and then people go in there and they move it around and and I'm like why I'm sitting over here on the other side of the studio because I care about you. Uh, and I also oh, care now, about... Now I'm, a, now I'm a jerk. Now I'm a jerk. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. What are you drinking, Kai? Uh, uh, so, so, okay, so look. So first of all, I'm having water, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it in a Kai PA glass. Okay. And, and and you know how sometimes you just, you don't feel like having a drink? You're, just, you're like, you're tired, and it's been a day, and you're like, I just need to just not, and that's where I am today. So I figured I just wouldn't. You know, it's so funny. Um, I went for a hike today and it took a lot out of me. And I was really Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to drink today. But I was trying to like get it together for the podcast. But then the hotel bar where I was going to get like something to take over was closed. And so then began this epic search of the mostly abandoned marketplace headquarters for what kind of alcohol is here. And the only thing they had was beer. And so. Oh my God, that's so funny. Because that, that, I was just going to say, there's an 805 in the kitchen. Fridge way back on the second shelf on the left hand side. It was on my desk for so long. Somebody put it on my desk, like honest to God, a year and a half ago, and it's and I I left it there for a while and then I put it in the fridge. So I'm glad it's being used. That is I so funny. Don't think I've had a beer in like years. So there you go. This, please Power forgive through, whatever for um, face I'm about to make. Now I'm sure That's this beer right. is well, wonderful for beer drinkers. No offense to yeah. the Firestone Walker Brewing Company. My bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my and it goodness. is not bad for a beer. It's, it's not go. bad. It's not bad for a beer. I totally get it. So thanks to the Marketplace engineers for coming to the rescue with the location yes. of all the beers. <laughs> for sure. All for right. sure. Did, did, now, is there, nothing in the, is there nothing in the back fridge? Did they not tell you about the secret engineer back fridge? No, that's where it no? was. Well, oh, no. was it? Okay, there well, was a different fridge. Was, no, it was the kitchen fridge near the engineers, right. but I, they did offer me things from the secret engineer fridge, but which is no longer right, secret okay. thanks to you, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I guess not. So look, anybody out there listening, if you swing by Marketplace, there's a secret engineer's fridge. Uh, that's pretty funny. All right, what's going, the news? Take a right and then another right and then you go to the back. All right, so look, so um, I do not want to belabor the point about the unsealing of the redacted affidavit in support of the search warrant for uh, Mar-a-Lago, but I have two comments to make. Mm-hmm. Number one, 
<clears throat> excuse me, is that, and, and I've said this before, when, when stupid security clearance things, not stupid, when serious security, thing, security clearance things have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I or literally anybody else, so when I was in the service, I had top secret, sensitive, compartmented information, um, code word clearances, right, for special access programs. Um, if I had done what the former president of the United States did, I would have been, I'd be in jail. Yeah. I would truly be in jail. Immediately. As would Immediately. Immediate. Like, like, yeah, yeah. So, so there's that, right? And, and not that even allegedly did. We don't even have to no. add the conditions no. on this one. No, cause because we know, because it's there. Because it's the there stuff. and his lawyers right. are like, yeah, he had it, but he, right. he could have it. He, it was allowed. And we're just like, no. His lawyers. It's really. Can you imagine what, what. I, I hear they missed a filing deadline today. Oh, God. Anyway. So, but I, I do want to make sure everybody realizes the severity of the, the, um, uh, the violation here. I'm not talking statutory violation or regulatory violation. I'm talking classification violation. We will put this on our web, on our show page. It's, it's obviously everywhere, too, if you want to find it. Here is a, uh, uh, a part of the affidavit that is unredacted. Further, the FBI agents observed markings reflecting the following compartments dissemination controls. HCS, FISA, ORCON, NOFORN, and SI. Now, I don't need to tell you what any of those are. You can Google them, but here's the important part. HCS. Those are human confidential sources. So those are actual people, right, that our intelligence services have made contact with who are giving us information that we wouldn't otherwise be able to get. Let's say there's uh, somebody in the room with a foreign leader when they're having conversations. Let's say there's somebody in the room with a foreign military leader when they're having conversations. That is what HCS means, right? And people die when those sources get burned. And I don't know what's going to happen out of these. I don't know what has happened. I don't know what, who knows about what's in those documents now. I mean, honestly, there could be pictures of them in the Kremlin right now. Who knows? But this is serious. Sorry, Bridget. This is is. serious, serious stuff. And we all need to understand that. I mean, not to mention, like, so that's the human potential cost, but also, like, the national security implications. Oh, yeah. These are documents that have to do with, like, the defense of our country that have just been chilling at Mar-a-Lago where there was... There have been multiple documented incidents where he was just casually having conversations with random people around. There was basically a someone who was affiliated with Chinese intelligence who was, like, arrested there. Yeah. I mean, it's right. not right. in the tiniest bit a secure place. And I was reading one of the articles, the boxes that they got earlier from Trump that he did release, that when the National Archives got those boxes... Apparently mixed in with these top secret and confidential and highly classified documents were like newspaper clippings and magazines and just random notes and just all jumbled up together. And it's just like, no, you're not supposed to mix those things together. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's me. Okay. So my news fix is super fascinating to me. Moderna is suing Pfizer and BioNTech for patent infringement for the mRNA technology that created Mm -hmm. the COVID vaccines. Now, if you remember early on in the pandemic when they were making these rush for vaccines, we finally get some. And everyone was like, 
you know, these companies have been developing this at the same time and it just and they were rushing to sort of beat each other. But that's why we have these two different mRNA vaccines. Moderna is saying that that is not the case, that Pfizer and BioNTech, BioNTech, I'm always mispronouncing that, um, took their technology and they want like something like triple damages with the caveat that they don't want damages on like their sales in really low income countries because they don't want I I guess they're trying to look like a good guy or whatever. And then they don't want damages off of, say, the the sales during the pandemic in the U.S. There's all these like conditions or something. But Mm -hmm. and meanwhile, Moderna is also being sued by other companies alleging that they infringed on other patents when they were doing it. And also, I think I said copyright earlier. I meant patents. Sorry. Journalism brain. Um, But here's the thing. mRNA technology is not just useful for the COVID vaccine. It has the potential, and I know you and Molly talked about this quite a bit during the vaccine development, to completely upend the way we do healthcare and to, you know, open the door for vaccines for so many different diseases. And there are a lot of people who've said that that technology should just be in the commons so that everybody can be developing things. And what this is a signal of is that Moderna wants to keep that intellectual property, which means that anybody who wants to use the mRNA technology to develop something else would have to keep paying Moderna. And if they win this case or, you know, if a version of this ends up happening where courts decide that these patents rest exclusively with these pharmaceutical companies, it is going to have a chilling effect on the, you know, deployment of this technology Mm -hmm. elsewhere. So it's uh, very important to see how that goes down. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Huge story, which, which I did not get into Marketplace today, but whatever. Anyway. Always Monday. Huh. Okay. There is always Monday. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. So before we play the game, I think I have to just like out Drew and make him stand up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. Take this a bow, is like bow. the first chance anybody. Forever. There I it know. is. There it is. <laughs> and, now, and now he leaves. He's and like, now I'm he done. leaves. He's like, I'm nope, out. I have to do my job. It's very seriously. Yep. Okay. Go ahead, Drew. I am so focused on these topics. That's right. Are you half full or half empty on dating in the metaverse? I'm not half full on dating in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm going to be empty just because it's got to be horrible. It's got to be horrible. I'm kidding me. I'm going to go half empty. Um, Yeah. You know, it's probably inevitable, just like online dating. At first, everyone was like, oh, how terrible. You must be desperate if you do that. And now it's just like the default. So, you know, the march of technology. Yeah. Fair. Okay. On Wednesday, scientists announce a exoplanet 100 light years away that may that. be covered in a liquid ocean. Are you half full or totally half empty? That. It has carbon dioxide totally in the atmosphere. That. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm wow. half full, optimistic, excited. I mean, probably still not a planet we can live on, but the fact that we keep 
ever since the James Webb Space Telescope started looking, yeah. the fact that we keep finding planets with things that are very close to what we have, that's all exciting, and it's only that's really a wild. matter of time. Yeah, totally. How did I miss that? Yeah, totally half full. Wow. Yeah. All right. This next one is one of Kai's stories. Are you half full or half empty on a four-day work week? I like that interview. Oh, yeah. did an interview this week about uh, a woman whose company, a market research company of about 25 people, tried a four-day work week. Did not work out. They're going back to five. Here's the interesting part about this story, though. They didn't just say, like, everybody gets Monday off or everybody gets Friday off or whatever. It's you got cut down to 32 hours, same pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could, it like varied throughout the week. So they always had coverage for these high end clients and it didn't work out. People got less satisfied with their workplace in this 10 week trial because they couldn't draw the boundaries. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand that a day off meant a day off and they were still doing work emails and they were still thinking about projects. And so they're going to go back and try it again. I think a four day, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm a guy who needs structure. So it would be really tricky for me actually to be, be productive and do it only in four days. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say half full because all this discourse uh, recently about the quiet quitting thing and then the backlash Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. all the people saying, you know, similar to what I did, it's like, no, we really do need to be setting boundaries at work. I feel like younger generations are much better at setting work boundaries and are imposing that on the workplace. So maybe like... You and I can't navigate a four-day work week, but I feel like the folks coming after us probably could do that. And so I'm going to say half full. I think that's true. I, I think that's totally true. I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll, I'll go with a half full. Not for me, but, but for the Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's good. That was a good answer. Okay. One of the co-founders of MoviePass says he plans to get oh, it back up and running in September. Are you half full or half empty? I'm completely ridiculous. Let's just remind people what MoviePass was, right? It was this program where you could pay 10, 15 bucks a month and then go see as many movies as you wanted. The catch was that MoviePass, the company, was paying those movie theaters full freight for every time you walked in the door. So you gave them $10 a month, you went to see five movies, that's 15 bucks a whack. And everybody looked at it and said, how can this possibly work? And shockingly, in 2019, MoviePass went out of business. Now they're coming back. The beta opens in September, and they say it's going to work. Details TK, as we say in journalism. Details to come. Don't ask me why it's K and not C. Half empty. It's ridiculous. Sorry. Rant. I'm going to say okay. half empty, but for a <laughs> you're, different reason. You're, you're, you're very quiet over there. Well, like, because oh, I'm pondering this really hard because... I went to the movies with my nephew when he was in town to go see Minions, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. we were the only people in the movie theater. But they were handing out Mm -hmm. these little flyers because Regal Cinemas has effectively a movie pass plan where you pay something like 25 or 30 or 40 bucks a month or something and you can see as many movies as you want. And you can even see back-to-back movies in a given day. And Mm -hmm. I was like... This is MoviePass. And how are they doing it? But it is the cinema itself doing it. Right. Right. So given that something like that exists, I don't know how MoviePass is going to compete. It's sort of like all of the streaming services were happy to give their content to Netflix until they set up their own. And now Netflix has like – it had to do its original content. So – 
mm-hmm. MoviePass is going to launch into competition with its clients. Right. Right. So half absolutely empty. right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yes. All right. What else? Okay. Apparently, Velveeta has introduced the Valtini, a dirty martini infused with Velveeta cheese. Are you half full or half empty? You're you're the cocktail person, lady. You go. That's not a cocktail guy. She also hates <laughs> cheese. I also hate cheese. Thank you. That's, that's uh, true. That's um. Yeah, that's no. That's gonna be a hard pass. All the way empty. Yeah, totally agree. Ugh. Totally agree. I'm sitting here drinking totally beer, agree. saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Oh, the Velveteenia, whatever the hell that, that was. was. Really that gross. is it for us for today on this Friday. We're back next week. Monday, of course, a regular Monday show. Tuesday, we're talking about productivity in this economy. What is up with that? Productivity, mm-hmm. of course, being the key to rising standards of living. And there's a lot in there to unpack, which we will do um, on Tuesday. Yeah. And if you have questions about productivity and how we measure it or how you think it should be measured or how your productivity is going, uh, send us your thoughts. Send us your questions. We're at makemesmart at marketplace.org. You can also leave us a voice message at 508-827-6278. And that's 508-UB-SMART. And before the music starts, let us do a little goodbye. A very um, productive member of this team, shall we say. Yes. Stephen Bion leaves us today. Uh, He does, uh, first of all, the video for our YouTube live stream. Uh, He is part of the team that came up with Half Full, Half Empty. Um, He came up with all kinds of stuff. If you've seen anything on Marketplace Social lately Mm -hmm. that's video in nature, uh, Stephen's the guy who uh, is in technical charge of all that stuff. And he's going somewhere else. And that stinks for us, but it's good for him. Yeah, super happy for Stephen. And I should say that Stephen is also the person who's like always telling us like where our camera should be for the live oh stream. God. And it's usually Raise Kai who's messing what? up. And well, hello, I'm sitting right here. I know, but it's, I made yeah, an although accurate. Although it actually is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That is actually true. That is, so See, this is, this is so more I evidence that I wouldn't say stuff behind your back I won't say to your face. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. enough. But anyway, Stephen was really, it was really nice. I got to hang out with him and meet him for the first time this week in person. And he was helping us with all of our little video shoots and uh, photo thingies and, you know, making sure that I look the right color on camera. And so, Stephen, you're awesome. We're going to miss you. Thank you for everything that you've done. So, yeah. Lots Lots of video coming to Marketplace Social in the next couple of weeks and months, I think, which Stephen sort of shot for all of us. Anyway, Drew, take us out of here. Make Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera. Today's episode was engineered by Drew Jostad, the senior producer. The lady in charge of all things is Bridget Bonner. Well, almost all things. <laughs> the team, as we just said, behind the YouTube live stream and our Friday game is Stephen Bion, Mel Rosenberg, and Emily McCune with theme music written by that guy back there, Drew Jostad. And the director of On Demand is Donna Tam. Wave at everybody again, Drew. Come on, one more time, pal. One more time. There They've been go. asking for you for so long. Everyone's like the crowd goes wild. Drew, Drew, That's right. Drew, That's Drew. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have gotten Steven on camera today. Actually, that's what we should have done.